Good morning, Rainbow. Well, here we are again. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, we have found ourselves in a situation where we're no longer meeting in person. And if you're like me, you're very disappointed. Because even in the chaos of everything that 2020 has brought us, it was so nice. It was so nice to be able to come together and, and to worship God, even if we were having to sit a few more feet apart and wear a face mask. What a blessing it was to be together. And, and now we find ourselves scattered again. And it's disappointing. How do we handle disappointment in this life? I think a lot of it's going to begin with whether or not we really believe that God is sovereign. You know, to say that God is sovereign, it, it simply means that God is in complete control and that in our faith, we should believe that even in the most catastrophic moments of life, that ultimately God is still in control. He's sovereign. But we hate being disappointed as human beings. And, and so... We know this year has brought us plenty of disappointments. So how do we, how do we deal with them? Today, I, I want us to spend a little bit of time thinking about Moses. Now, I know when, when most of us think of Moses, we think of the Ten Commandments or the parting of the Red Sea, because surely Moses was involved with some very successful moments in, in biblical history. But if we look at it, Moses also went through well, quite a few disappointments in this life. Let's think about the story of Moses for a minute. It would begin, of course, with the book of Exodus. You see, around the time Moses was born, Pharaoh had decided to have all the Hebrew babies, baby boys killed. And when Moses was born, his mother decided to put him in a basket and put him alongside the riverbank. Now, while he was there, the daughter of Pharaoh was nearby bathing, and she found the baby and decided to raise Moses herself. I mean, can you imagine Moses, a, a Hebrew, growing up in the home of Pharaoh, a, a place of power, a place of privilege? But you know, I would also imagine it must have been a, a disappointing thing for Moses. I mean, to grow up isolated from his biological family. Can you imagine how disappointing it would be to be separated from your family. One day when Moses was around 40, he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew slave and it angered Moses. As a matter of fact, it made Moses so mad that he killed the Egyptian. Now when Pharaoh found out, it angered Pharaoh. It angered Pharaoh so much he wanted to have Moses killed. But Moses fled. He, he fled to the the land of Midian. Now, Midian was a, a desert country. Can you imagine how disappointing that must have been for Moses? To go from the, the lap of luxury that surely was the, the home of Pharaoh to now being isolated, being alone in the desert. After 40 years in the desert, God appeared to Moses in that burning bush that we have all read so much about in Bible class. And it was there that God told Moses to go to Egypt because he was going to set the Jews free from their Egyptian bondage. And so Moses eventually obeyed God and through a, a series of circumstances, well, you, you know the story. The children of Israel were set free. Close to a million Jews set free from Egyptian bondage.
after hundreds of years. But you know, it didn't take but a, well, a short time, seemingly a matter of days before the grumbling and the complaining began. And I mean, they complained about everything, including Moses's leadership. Oh, don't you know it's discouraging. It's discouraging to be in a place of leadership when the very people you're trying to lead are grumbling and complaining. And man, how disappointed Moses must have been. How disappointed he must have been in the very people that he had led out of Egyptian bondage. And as a result of the Jews not trusting God the way that they should, well, Moses ended up having to just lead them wandering around in the wilderness for another 40 years. And how disappointing that must have been, day in and day out, to just be wandering around in circles when you know that there is this destination that's waiting you. 40 years in Egypt, 40 more years in Midian, 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness with Man, just a bunch of ungrateful folks. So surely, surely as the time is coming to approach this promised land, this land described as a place of milk and honey, surely as that journey becomes uh, closer to an end, the disappointments of Moses will come to an end. No, you see, as a result of a consequence of a past action, when Moses disobeyed God, Moses himself wasn't allowed to enter into that promised land. God took him up on Mount Nebo and he showed him the promised land from afar. Moses died and God buried him. What can we learn from the story of Moses and the disappointments that he faced? What insight can we glean from his life to help us with our own as we face disappointments? I think we see in Hebrews chapter 11, that, that hall of faith, as we sometimes call it, we see a lot of insight in regards to this man, Moses. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says in verse 24, by faith, when Moses was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You see, even disappointments are a part of God's plan. For Moses to follow after God, he had to turn his back on all of the creature comforts of this life. But you know, that's something I have to remember is God's not so much interested in my comfort in this life as he is my character. God guides all of us down numerous paths, paths that are filled with disappointment. We've all, again, been through disappointment after disappointment in this past year. And so we may find ourselves sometimes asking why. Why would we have to travel this road of, of disappointment? Well, speaking of our spiritual life, it's so that we can continue to grow, so that we can continue to persevere, and that through our perseverance, we actually bring glory to God. Romans chapter 5 says, beginning in verse 3, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produce endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. What we also see is that disappointments will begin to diminish 
as we renew our perspective. Hebrews 11 verse 25 says of Moses, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Moses had an eternal perspective. And I think that's so important for us to grasp, so important for us to strive for in our own personal life, that we too have an eternal perspective. Because what Moses could see is he could see beyond this world. He could see beyond the creature comforts that this world offers. And he could see there was something better beyond this place. He could see that this world of ours was, well, it was merely temporal. The God is eternal. And when we, when we look to the things of this life, as we so often do, to fulfill us and to satisfy us, what is it that we find? Time and time again, we're disappointed. We're disappointed because we're looking for fulfillment in things that are temporary, not eternal. Going back to Hebrews chapter 11, it says of Moses in verse 26, he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. Moses was looking for the Christ. He was looking for the Messiah. He was looking for the eternal rewards that the Messiah would bring. Man, how much better would our life be? How much better off would we be if we all truly kept our eyes focused on the Messiah, kept our eyes focused on Jesus, even in the midst of the most heartbreaking disappointments. The Bible says of Moses three times in Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, by faith. Ultimately, Moses had faith. Moses trusted God. And that's why he's included in this impressive list of men and women in Hebrews chapter 11, because Moses trusted God. He knew that God was in control. Moses knew that God knew what he was doing. And, and Moses chose God's way rather than the paths of this life because he knew that the rewards of God in eternity would be so much greater than anything that this life would have to offer. That's how Moses persevered. And that's how you and I can persevere through all of our life disappointments. Rainbow, I know you're disappointed right now, and so am I. But God is sovereign. God is just, and God is love. And He allows us to go through adversity, and He allows us to go through disappointments so that we can grow, so that we can persevere, and that in our perseverance, we learn to cling to Him more, to trust Him more, and to love Him more. I love you, Rainbow, but God loves you more. I hope you have a wonderful day. Please join me in prayer. Dear most gracious, most wonderful, most loving Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for the day that you've given us. We thank you so much for the blessings of life. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for your mercy and for your grace. We thank you most of all for your son Jesus and his death on the cross for us so that we could have the forgiveness of sins and have the hope of heaven if we just obey your gospel. God, we come before you today in different times, challenging times. 
God, we know there are so many right now that are hurting. There are so many right now who are sick. There are so many right now that are experiencing great grief and loss. We pray that you comfort them, that you provide healing, that you wrap your loving arms around them, God, and help them through this difficult time. We pray for those who are struggling right now with COVID. We have many of our folks who are sick, who've been either quarantined or have loved ones that are dealing with this. God, we pray that they can recover fully. And dear Heavenly Father, we also pray for our congregation during this time of physical separation. We've been through this before, God, so we know it's difficult. We know it's hard and we miss each other dearly. But I pray, God, that you give us strength, that you give us patience, to give us the encouragement that we need right now because we know that all we have to do is put our trust in you and god we know without you that all with you that all things are possible god we pray that you would help this world to to be rid of this terrible virus that we can have a vaccine rolled out soon that so many people can get the vaccine quickly that it be successful we pray also that this world can recover completely from this as much as possible. Most of all, that they'll turn to you, that people will seek you, knowing that there is always hope in you no matter what is going on in this world. God, again, we love you. We thank you so much for all that you've done for us, God. We just ask you to go with us now and be with us always until we can meet again. So we so much look forward to that day when we can be with you forever. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our online worship service today. If you would like to learn more about the Rainbow Church of Christ, you can find us on Facebook as well as our website, rainbowchurchofchrist.org. We hope you have a wonderful week.